Monday, January 28, 2019. You are listening to the Daily Dose Sports Podcast, and I am your host, Clint Daly, coming to you from the Mile High City here in Denver, Colorado. You know, we get together every single weekday. We discuss the world of sports with a much-needed dose of common sense. We prefer to laugh at the sports world whenever we get the chance. Hey, happy Monday to you. I know that it's Monday, and I know that the weekend is already over, and we wait all week for those weekends, and they go away so fast. And now we're already back to work. But today, January 28th, is National Have Fun at Work Day. I don't even know what that means. You know, most people spend a good portion of their lives at work. So, I don't know, why not try to enjoy it? Make sure that you do check with your boss. Get your boss's approval for whatever fun activities you may have today. Or, even better yet, get your boss involved. Because remember... If your boss is doing it too, you might not get in as much trouble. But go have fun at your job today on this Monday. It's National Have Fun at Work Day. Hey, you might as well enjoy it. We've got to be there either way, right? You might as well enjoy it. But remember, just keep this in the back of your mind. National Have Fun at Work Day can quickly turn into National Last Day at Work Day if you're not careful. I realize It might be your idea of fun to, I don't know, hire strippers and bring in a keg and be having all sorts of crazy fun. You might get a little bit carried away. You don't want to get walked out later. So be smart, but enjoy National Have Fun at Workday. Hey, if you'd like to contact the show, let us know. I don't know what wacky hijinks you plan on taking part in today on your National Have Fun at Workday. We would love to hear from you. Hit us up on email, dailydosports at gmail.com. Or go over to Facebook or Twitter and find us over there. Both of those handles are at Daily Dose Sports. And you know, if your work is too lame to have fun at, and some jobs are, some jobs it is tough to find anything fun to do. That's okay. You can still reach out to us. Maybe you've got a question. Maybe you have a comment. Maybe you have a certain subject you would like the Daily Dose to approach. Hey, we're never going to know unless you tell us. Feel free to reach out to us. We would love to hear from you. We'll always take the time to get you an answer. We just might end up using it on the show as well. Also, be sure you stop by tpublic.com, search Daily Dose, scroll down until you see our Daily Dose logo, and there you are going to find a number of Daily Dose items that you can order. We've got Daily Dose t-shirts, we've got long sleeve or short sleeve shirts, we've got Daily Dose hoodies, Daily Dose sweatshirts, zip up hoodies, Daily Dose coffee mugs, notebooks, cell phone cases, laptop cases, a number of of Daily Dose items over at tpublic.com that you can order. We've told you before, if we need to, we can add more items. If you see someone else over there, and maybe they have an item that you're like, oh, I wish the Daily Dose had that. Let us know. We'll add it too, because we want to make sure that you get the Daily Dose gear that you need. But you know, everything over at tpublic.com is reasonably priced. They will get it to you quickly. I have heard that their turnaround times are much quicker now that the holidays are over, but you will get quality merchandise. I have seen a few items in person, and it sounds like our listeners have been happy with what they have ordered over there. So make sure you stop by tpublic.com and get your best deals on Daily Dose Gear. Hey, today on the show, like we do on many Mondays, we will be reflecting on a number of things that we learned from the weekend in sports. We try not to just watch sports without picking up at least a few things along the way. And while we did have the lull this weekend before a huge weekend next week. There were still a number of things we were able to learn from sports over the last few days. And let's jump into those now. Because I would say that the biggest thing I learned 
is that, yeah, I hate to say this, I already miss the NFL. Honestly, I already miss football in general. I know it's not even fully over yet, but man, yesterday, I'm just sitting around like I already opened up all of my Christmas presents and now I'm just like, well, well, now what? Now what do I do? I know college hoops and the NBA are going to be getting better. I know we're going to have Stanley Cup playoffs. We're going to have, I don't know, horse racing and prize soccer things and summer things and baseball and all of those things that are coming. I get that. And there is a place for all those things. I understand that. But I really felt not having football hard this weekend. You know, for all of the flaws that the NFL has, and it has a number of them. I mean, we all hate Roger Goodell, right? The refs are terrible. We're sick of the Patriots. The players are too violent. A lot of domestic violence things going on. They have turned the league into flag football. And well, now you can't even touch the quarterbacks. We're sick of all those things. And for all of those flaws that the NFL has, I mean, honestly, you can't turn on sports talk and not hear about those things. Oh, they need to redo instant replay. The players are too violent. You're not even allowed to hit quarterbacks anymore. There's a ton of things that the NFL gets wrong. But you know what? The NFL still has this country absolutely in its back pocket. TV ratings, league-wide, were up 5% this season. Monday Night Football alone was up 8% this season. Get this. The NFL playoffs brought in around 40 shares per game in the Nielsen ratings. Now, I know the NBA was feeling pretty cocky last year. We had the NFL ratings down. The NBA is in the middle of this whole Golden State Warriors dynasty rolling along. But just for comparison's sake, last week, the NFL Conference Championships were drawing about a 40 share. In the finals, the NBA draws about a 18 share on a good day? Really? The NFL is doubling what the NBA is getting? More than doubling with their playoff games? Not with the championship game, not with the Super Bowl. No, no, no. With just the playoff games, they are more than doubling what the NBA is getting in their finals games. And you know the Super Bowl is going to be even bigger yet. You know they're going to go out and roll up like a 44-45 rating for the Super Bowl. Because that's just how the NFL works. Now, here's the question that I have. What is bringing the viewers back? And I don't think it's just one thing. Just like it wasn't one thing that was sending viewers away last year, it's not just one thing bringing them back. I think there's a few things. Less political stuff probably doesn't hurt. Like, we didn't have all the kneeling. We didn't have all the political strife. We didn't have the politics in general. We didn't have the presidential elections. We didn't have any of that stuff. That certainly didn't hurt the NFL, just getting rid of that stuff. But it wasn't just that. I've got news for you. There were also other things at play because there were also really good games. There were also really good matchups that we wanted to see. Think about some of the Monday night football games we had this year. The Chicago Bears versus the Seattle Seahawks. Hey, those are two playoff teams. That crazy Los Angeles Rams versus Kansas City Chiefs game. Just a wild Big 12 kind of shootout. The New Orleans Saints squeaking out a low-scoring win over the Carolina Panthers late in the year. Those are some decent Monday night football games. But, and here's the weird thing, the Thursday night games might have been even better, which is interesting because all we have been hearing over the past few years is how it is impossible to have good Thursday night games. And yet, think about some of the Thursday night games we had this year. I know it was early. 
But the Baltimore Ravens versus the Cincinnati Bengals game in one of the first weeks was actually a pretty entertaining game. The Minnesota Vikings against those Los Angeles Rams turned out to be pretty good. The Carolina Panthers versus the Pittsburgh Steelers was a very interesting game. We had the New Orleans Saints and the Dallas Cowboys. Right at the end of the year, we had that Los Angeles Chargers versus Kansas City Chiefs game that came down to the final snap of the game. Those were really highly anticipated games from week after week after week. On Thursday nights, forget the Sundays, on Thursday night in prime time, we were all watching those games. Why? Because they were really interesting matchups. They were really good games. We wanted to see who might win them. Add into the equation that we might, maybe, be seeing a slight influx of talent at the quarterback position. When we have guys like Rams quarterback Jared Goff, or Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes, or Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson, now the Cleveland Browns may have found their guy in Baker Mayfield. All of these things help because everyone now says, hey, no, there's a game I want to see tonight. Hey, there are players I want to see tonight. And forget all the political stuff. They kind of move that stuff to the side. And I know we all get so split on those things. But this season in the NFL, for as many problems as the NFL has, hey, for all the flaws in this country, it doesn't matter. The NFL is still king. And as we can see from the TV ratings, it's not really all that close. The NFL is dominating the ratings here in the United States. We are watching pro football and everything else. It's cute. It's nice. We'll kind of watch it when there's nothing else on. But oh, for the NFL, we are not missing those games. We are all tuning in and watching the NFL for as many things as there are wrong in that league. We're still going to watch it. Hey, coming back, we still have a ton to get to today. One NFL player, it kind of looks like he's being severely mistreated. Meanwhile, another NFL player kind of looks like he's mistreating others. And I know college football is over. It is. It's done. But we did actually learn something very important in college football too this weekend. Going to get to all those things when we get back. You know, one thing that I learned over the weekend that I honestly didn't know, full transparency, I had no idea this was a thing. I accidentally, yesterday, on Sunday, I accidentally flipped over to the NFL Pro Bowl. I didn't mean to. I was just flipping through the channels and I hit the NFL Pro Bowl. And I told you, I don't watch any All-Star Game stuff. I don't care. I don't tune into it. I don't watch it. I would be more apt to watch like the pre-All-Star Game stuff. Like maybe I'm going to watch the three-point contest. Maybe I'm going to watch the dunk contest. I might watch an NFL skills competition or the NHL skills competition. I might watch some of those things. I'm not going to watch the games. The games themselves are terrible. No one tries. There's no competition there. It's just an exhibition. And honestly, it's just guys goofing off. So I don't watch any of that stuff. And I really don't care about any of it, honestly. But I did pause for a second on the game on Sunday because the NFL did have their Pro Bowl, their All-Star game. Mostly the reason I paused was because it was pouring rain in Orlando. And the game was this muddy mess. Remember all the years it was all sunny and bright and they'd have it in Hawaii. And it looked like it was about noon back there because it was about noon back there. But it was just sunny and nice and you could see the beaches and it was just so pretty. Well, now it's in Orlando. And yesterday it's this rainy, overcast, just downpour kind of day. Everyone looks miserable. So I stopped for a second just to watch a minute of it. But here's the thing I didn't know. I Seriously, I didn't know this. 
the game, the Pro Bowl game itself is touch football. I didn't know that. Maybe I'm stupid. But if a running back gets the ball and they're kind of running and they get up to the line and a guy goes up and touches them, like puts two hands on them, the ref just blows it dead. They didn't get tackled. They just blow the play dead. Sometimes you'll see a player like he'll catch it and a guy will kind of catch him and kind of push him down and he'll just kind of trip and fall down. You'll see a guy sort of get tackled that way. I didn't realize though, the NFL Pro Bowl is now touch football. I knew it was bad. I just didn't know they were literally playing touch football. I understand. I get it. They're trying to avoid injuries. But here's another way you could avoid injuries. Just scrap this stupid game and do something else. It is such a waste of time. Right now, I should be telling you, now the AFC beat the NFC or the NFC beat the AFC or whatever. I have no idea because I flipped away from it. I flipped the channel to the Southern Illinois versus Loyola Chicago College Hoops game. I never went back, but I had no idea. The NFL Pro Bowl just plays touch football. Why do you even put the pads on? Just have them out there in shorts and t-shirts. Who cares? I really, I didn't know. Maybe that's just me. Maybe you all already knew that. I had no idea. So I have no idea who won the game. I have no idea what happened in the game. I probably shouldn't be admitting that here. Anyways, I did learn that. One other thing though, that I learned in the NFL, and I learned that the NFL clearly hates Los Angeles Rams defensive back, Nikel Roby Coleman. I mean, for what? The guy didn't do anything. You might remember Roby Coleman for blowing up New Orleans Saints wide receiver Tommy Lee Lewis in the NFC Championship on a hit that wasn't called. He committed at the time what we all thought was pass interference, a hit against a defenseless receiver, and a helmet-to-helmet hit. But of course, we know there was no flag. Then, of course, we had the Saints come out and saying, that single play cost us the Super Bowl. Which, I mean, it's not entirely accurate. But, over the weekend, the NFL announced they would be fining Roby Coleman $27,000 for that hit. Of course, by fining him, the NFL is blatantly admitting, we blew that call. Because it wasn't a legal play, so we have to fine him. We have no choice. I mean, they had to do it, didn't they? But how are you finding a guy for something he didn't even get flagged for? What did he do? We were all watching the game. Apparently, nothing happened because there was no flag on the play. Here's the thing that I wonder, though. We know the NFL admits now that they blew that call. They have to. But where does the NFL Players Union come in on this? Because we know how mad the union gets when they see their players fined. How are you fining our player for an infraction that wasn't even called on the field And at the same time, you are supposed to be concerned, supposedly, with player safety, aren't you? I mean, granted, they're not really that concerned with player safety because they certainly don't want any steroid testing. But that's different. That's a whole different situation. We don't want to bring that up. I just wonder what the NFL Players Union is thinking of this. I mean, if it's me, if I am the NFL, I would have fined Roby Coleman, but I would have told him this. Hey, uh, here's the deal. We're going to fine you $27,000. We're not going to say a word about it to anybody. And if you do, we're going to quadruple that. Just so you know, it's going to go up over 100,000 if you breathe a word of it to anyone. We're just going to pretend none of this ever happened. We'll sweep it under the rug and just try to forget the whole thing, okay? I know, I know you got away with one. That's cool. Just pay us the money. We're going to fine you and don't tell a soul. Now, Roby Coleman is going to have that fine paid for him by his teammates because he got him to the Super Bowl. So he doesn't care one single bit. Plus, eventually, he's going to be the answer to a trivia question, which is going to be kind of cool. So, I mean, he has that going for him. It's not really going to bother him. 
just kind of wonder why the NFL is finding a guy for, you know, literally doing nothing. Meanwhile, now while Nikel Roby Coleman was being picked on by the NFL over the weekend, another player in the league, he had a different sort of weekend. Because Detroit Lions linebacker Trevor Bates apparently punched a police officer in the face after he was arrested in New York on Saturday. Bates is 25. He was booked at the 115th Precinct Station House in the borough of Queens for, get this, allegedly not paying a $32 cab fare from Manhattan to Queens. But wait, it's going to get better. At the precinct house, Bates was told that as long as there were no outstanding warrants, he would receive a desk appearance ticket and be allowed to leave. No, no, no. I don't want to do things the easy way. I want to do things the hard way. The prosecutor then says Bates refused to be fingerprinted, became increasingly agitated, and punched a police sergeant in the face. Authorities say the officer received three stitches and suffered a concussion. Police had to use a stun gun to subdue Bates. Now, Bates is facing a felony charge of assaulting a police officer, as well as resisting arrest, theft of service, and obstructing governmental administration. Now, Bates is six foot two. He's a 247-pound linebacker who has been taken away for psychiatric evaluation. He appeared in nine games this season. He had three tackles. But he was in his first season with the Detroit Lions after being drafted in 2016 by the Indianapolis Colts. I know he's a small-time guy. Like, you've never heard the name. But he was doing pretty well making a roster as a sixth-round draft pick out of the University of Maine. But you know how we talked about have fun at work day earlier? But like, don't get carried away. Don't get too crazy when you're having fun at work. Let's just say you're trying to map out a career playing professional football. There's a few things you should try to do. Just kind of on the old checklist. Here's a few things you should do. Stay in shape. Make sure you're working hard. You should be at every off-season workout. Work really hard while you're there. You should study your playbook. You should do your best to get along with your coaches and your teammates. You know what you should not do? Refuse to pay a cab driver and then punch the cop that arrests you for refusing to pay a cab driver for 30 bucks. It's not like the guy was charging you 130 bucks. 30 bucks. Drop two 20s and walk away, dude. Hope you enjoyed your minute in the NFL Trevor Bates. It was fun while it lasted, but I'm telling you, it's probably over now. Remember, in the NFL, in pro sports in general, Your talent must outweigh your baggage to stay in the league. And I have a feeling, just a gut instinct, that assaulting a police officer is probably going to tip the scales a smidge. So good luck. I hope you got that degree at the University of Maine because you're probably going to need it. Switching over, you know, college football is, of course, over now. But on Saturday, we did have the Senior Bowl where the top seniors are invited in an exhibition to be played in front of like, I don't know, 37 people and a ton of NFL scouts. Now, personally, I think the Senior Bowl is silly. You watch a kid play for four years and then a four-quarter organized scrimmage is going to somehow convince you one way or the other whether or not to draft this kid or not. I'm not sure about that. I'd be weighing those real competitive games a lot more, but maybe that's just me. I'm just silly that way. Anyways, the Senior Bowl took place on Saturday and the team from the North beat the team from the South or whatever. I don't know how that all works out. But anyways, that wasn't the news. The news was we learned that Missouri quarterback Drew Locke was named the starter for the North. 
Hey, if you look at Drew Locke, he looks like an NFL quarterback. Kid is 6'4", 224 pounds. He fills out a uniform. He's got a big arm. He can make all the throws. But here's my concern for young Mr. Locke. In his four-year career for the University of Missouri, he threw for over 12,000 yards. He had 99 touchdowns. Pretty impressive stuff. But in those seasons, the Missouri Tigers went just 24 and 26. They never won a bowl game. And I'm not saying that's the only measurement for a quarterback. We all know the struggles that John Elway had at Stanford to win any games. But it does concern me a little. Plus, they say Locke's kind of a quieter guy. He's not a real vocal leader. Again, that's not a make or break thing. But you don't win and you're not a great leader? Okay, that's interesting. On Saturday, Locke went 9 of 14. He had 57 yards. He had no touchdowns. He did have a really impressive play. He flipped the ball underhanded and completed a pass, kind of Patrick Mahomes-ish. He did also throw that arm strength on a big throw that actually got dropped by the receiver. But we also learned something else. We learned that Duke quarterback Daniel Jones, he just keeps creeping up the draft boards. I told you to keep an eye on this kid. He is 6'5". He is 220 pounds. He went 8 of 11 for 115 yards, and he did throw a touchdown. And don't look now, but they're already starting to say it. Could Daniel Jones be the sleeper quarterback of the draft? Hey, we talked about it after Jones showed so well in Duke's Independence Bowl game. He threw for 423 yards and six touchdowns. He just keeps going up the boards. Now, I'm sure Drew Locke is going to go ahead of Jones. But Jones might make it closer than anyone thought. He just keeps performing well. Every time there is a situation for him to step up, all he does is step up and make plays. I don't know. You might be hearing about Jones continuing to climb up those draft boards. Moving over to the NBA, we learned that the Boston Celtics are getting better this year. Yeah, but the Golden State Warriors have a gear that Boston doesn't know exists. On Saturday night, the Warriors went to Boston in what I guess, you know, we talked about it on Friday a little bit. Maybe, possibly, this could be an NBA Finals preview type of game. Hey, Boston is at least in the conversation over in the East, right? And they were right there with the Warriors, matching them, staying with them all night Saturday night. Boston actually had a 98-96 to lead with only about six minutes left in the game. The Celtics might end up being that team in the East. And if they do, hey, we saw on Saturday night. Maybe they could give the Warriors a better series than anyone thinks they could. Yeah, and then Golden State went all Golden State on us. And they go on a 19-13 run to finish the game. And the Celtics just couldn't keep up. They just couldn't make the plays. The scary thing about Golden State, they are still just starting to learn how to play with big man DeMarcus Cousins. Now, the win was the 10th in a row for the Warriors. But get this, they are averaging 128 point six points per game over these 10 games that is the most by any team amid a winning streak of 10 games or more since magic johnson and kareem abdul jabbar led the lakers to a 129.2 points per game average back in 84 85 yeah that's pretty good company for golden state to be in one of the greatest teams in the history of the sport yeah, the Golden State Warriors are just steamrolling everybody. And again, it looks like everyone else in the NBA is playing for second place. Hey, coming back, we do have a couple more things to get to that we did learn from the weekend in sports. One NBA player looks like he might be getting ready to return, but I do have a few questions about that. And 
another player is getting ready to return as well. And honestly, I can't believe he is getting ready to return to anything right now. It makes no sense whatsoever. So let's finish up with what we learned from the weekend in sports. And let's stay in the NBA, where we learned that Los Angeles Lakers star LeBron James sounds like he's getting closer to returning to full-time playing. Of course, we know LeBron James has been out with that groin strain since Christmas Day, and the Lakers are struggling without him. They've gone 5-10 and 10 in these 15 games that he has missed. But on Saturday, they say for the first time, LeBron James was able to participate in contact drills. They are hoping maybe he could return this week to full-time action. But here are a couple of concerns I have about LeBron James and his injury and coming back. First off, make no mistake, LeBron James has been an Iron Man. He hasn't missed much playing time in his whole career. But there are a few concerns I have about this injury. First, he's just getting to contact drills now, a full month after the injury took place. So it's not like he's going out and playing. He's just starting to get back into contact drills. Hey, I've got news for you. NBA life is nothing but a contact drill. You're now getting back to playing at what, a few minutes at a time? Do you want to come back already? Or should you maybe wait a few more weeks? Because if you're just starting to do that now, what happens in two weeks when you strain it again? That's not a good sign. You may want to push this out. I know they're talking about maybe this week. I don't know that I would hurry him back. This is still a long season, and I know the Lakers are struggling. They had to know when he went down, hey, we're going to struggle. Let's just survive. Let's get him back, but let's get him back all the way. I don't want to get him back and say, oh, every single night we're sweating. Is that thing going to go again? So I would be very, very careful bringing him back. But that's not the only concern I have about LeBron James's injury. Here's the question. Like I said, LeBron James hasn't missed much time in his career. But keep this in mind. The Los Angeles Lakers are hoping for a huge offseason acquisition after this year. Maybe. They could go get a big name free agent to help LeBron James and company be able to compete in that Western Conference and actually not just scrape their way into the playoffs, maybe contend for a title. Here's the question that I have. Does LeBron missing a month or so for a groin strain maybe enter possible free agents heads? I mean, are they thinking about this at all? Are they seeing this at all? Are they going, you know, I was thinking about maybe going to Lakers, but is LeBron James's body going to finally start acting its age? Think of all the wear and tear he has. Every single season, he is going to the NBA Finals. That is an additional, what, 30 games? That's an additional third of a season that he's playing every single year, and he's been going to the Finals every single year. Do prospective free agents look at this injury and say, ooh, I don't know. Is this starting to be what we're going to see from LeBron? Is he going to start missing more and more time? Because dude has a ton of miles on that body. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if I were a big name free agent, I would have to consider it. I may go to LA. I may have to put up with all the expectations, all the media coverage, and LeBron might be sitting on the sideline in a suit. I might be having to lead that team by myself. I don't know. We're going to have to see what free agents the Lakers can convince to go play with LeBron. Is this a sign of him starting to wear down physically? At some point, he has to. He has a ton of mileage. But here's one last thing that I learned this weekend in sports. And I'm telling you right now, this final thing that I have, 
it might be the most unbelievable comeback of all time. We've seen it all. We've seen the Bills come back on the Oilers. We've seen Buster Douglas beat Mike Tyson. We have seen the most amazing comebacks in sports, but we have one that took place this weekend. It might beat them all because this guy is literally coming back to professional sports from death, not figuratively, literal death. Late Friday, it was announced that former NBA star Lamar Odom is going to return to playing basketball professionally. What? I'm not even joking. No, not in the NBA or the CBA, if that still exists, or even the G League. No, he is going to be playing for Mighty Sports Philippines in the Dubai International Basketball Championship. And if that goes well, he says he may stay with that team for their regular season. Now, Lamar Odom is 39. And after a 14-year NBA career, he ended up marrying a Kardashian succubus. And he nearly paid for that decision with his life. On October 13, 2015, Lamar Odom was hospitalized after being discovered unconscious at the Love Ranch, a legal brothel in Crystal, Nevada. Odom had used cocaine in the days prior to his medical emergency. His kidneys failed. He had several strokes. He became comatose and was placed on life support in a hospital in Vegas before he finally regained consciousness. He and the Kardashians split in 2016, and it sounds like Lamar is somehow coming back and he is healthy. Hey, I wish Lamar Odom the best. I hope he's in a better place now. I hope he doesn't get himself into more trouble because I feel like if he wanted trouble, I don't know, he could probably find it in the Philippines. I'm just throwing that out there. But hey, maybe just being away from that Kardashian family, maybe that is enough to keep him on the straight and narrow. Hey, the Super Bowl is coming next weekend and the NFL season is basically over. But I'm telling you right now, we are not quite ready to stop talking football just yet. We are going to continue to talk football this week and get you ready for Super Bowl 53 on Sunday. Plus, of course, we will be bringing you the latest sports news that you have come to expect from us here at The Daily Dose. Hey, I've said thank you all so much for listening to The Daily Dose on your Monday. For all of you that share the show with someone, thank you so much. It is appreciated. If you're not subscribed to The Daily Dose, wherever you listen, please click that little subscribe or follow button. Then you won't miss a single episode. Also, be sure to stop by tpublic.com and pick up some Daily Dose gear. After that, thank you to JSP. Could not do any of this without you. I will see you all tomorrow. Have a great Monday.